Momentum, helping men succeed in life. It is uh, Tim and Daz for another episode of Momentum. It's really great to have you here. Daz, are you well? Yeah, I'm great, man. Excellent, great to be here. excellent. Uh, look, uh, we love to explore topics on this show about, uh, you know, topics that really relate to men. But what we're going to do this week is a little different. We're going to yeah. hear an amazing testimony of God's goodness and grace in a young man's life. His name is Luila Tatongi, and he joins us in the studio now. Luila, it's great to have you here, man. Thanks for coming in. So good to be here. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Des. Yes, it's good, man. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing. We, we detect an accent. Is that New Zealand, perhaps? Promise land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, born and raised in Auckland City, uh, the North Island of New Zealand. And tell us about your upbringing. What was that like? Looking at it from, from where I sit now, uh, it, it, it wasn't a perfect upbringing, but uh, I am grateful for um, for some parts of it, but then some parts of it. Uh, I think um, um, we're, we're tough and difficult as a, as a young person. What was one of those big challenges you found, particularly, uh, I suppose, during your teenage years? Like, what what was the some of the things you came up against when you're trying to grow up and be a young man and make your mark on the world? Anger was probably an area that I had no tools or uh, had no real understanding about how to manage those things uh, and so a whole bunch of emotional confusion and anger, mostly towards um, my dad, bless him, Hmm. love him, uh, forgive him, grateful for what he's done for me. Um, But in those years, being at that age and in that state emotionally and, um, and dad's shrinking, uh, was mm. probably a, a difficult thing to navigate mm. uh, in those years. So you said there was anger. H- how did you cope with that? Not a nice guy to be around uh, and amongst my siblings, and 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 took a lot of a lot of it out on on mum. I, I reckon mm. uh, just just very rebellious, very very angry, very short worked with my siblings, and just constantly making trouble as yeah. I'd see it with them. Just un- unable to have peace in the house, really. So, were you the eldest of your siblings? Sec- eldest boy of the seven boy. of us. Ah, seven okay. of us. Wow. And, uh, okay. I got a sister that's our, 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 it's a year older than me, and then yeah, there's a whole oh. bunch of um, young ones under me. So, the oldest boy. Yeah. So, did you feel a certain level of, I suppose, responsibility as well because you were the oldest? Was that kind of put on you in the family to, I suppose, oversee the the kids to some degree? Yeah, but I think uh, during that season it was more that it was used in the opposite way, where I was I was a real discourager to my siblings and mm. a real influence and in, and in, in, in not such a good way uh, in certain in, in certain ways that I'd behave, mm. um, just putting them down and um, just not not being a nice person to be around. Mm. Uh, so if we fast forward through that and and uh, you tell us a bit more about how you continued to cope or was there a moment that i don't know you reached or you went on that you just went i can't i can't do this anymore like i don't want to do this anymore or i've got to numb the pain or do something escape or something what what was that like being that way for a good number of years you eventually got to find you've eventually come awake to yourself a bit more and and i was really ashamed of, of who i was and um just really depressed at the same time uh, and still had no way to process or have any real understanding about all of these things that was going on and mm. in regards to how I felt and how to process those things so mm. uh, drugs, drugs was the next sort of phase moving into my 20s um, So were you still at home at that stage? Or uh, yeah? In and out of home, moving yeah, yeah. out of home and, um, and then back again um, yeah. when things didn't work out there 
So drugs was an obvious form of escapism. Um, tell us a bit about that journey, because there will be people listening now who can totally relate to that and go, yep, yeah, I, I, that's, that's the reason I started down that path too. So what was that journey for you, like when you, you started? And then tell us a bit about what that period of your life was like. Basically, it was just numbing the way that I felt about my own self, mm. um, being um, being that that was my actual reality. I, I, I needed it to just find rest in a way and mm. find that peace of mind and peace of self. Mm. Uh, and I found that I could get that instantly. Um, and so I, I revolved around my whole life, my working life and in between. Mm. Um, I was always using um, to be able to... Um, sort of live with myself in a way mm. and, and not be bothered about the way that I realised I was for a long time once I got a little bit old enough to be conscious about the person that I'd, mm. I was and I didn't really like that guy that much. So how long did that period of your life last? Like when you were on drugs and I suppose dependent upon drugs, how long was that season? I'd say a good solid 10-year block, um, sort of up and down trying to get a hold in it but could, ne- could never quite do it. Mm. Um, so yeah, a good part of my twenties basically was I was always on something. And again, I, I don't have a history of drugs, so I'm not sure. So excuse the ignorance of the question, but like, would you consider yourself an addict at that age, or was it just something that was a recreational thing to to numb, or was it that you got to a point where you're like, actually, I I don't know, actually, if I can stop this now, I am addicted. I'd say more a reliance. Right. Okay. A reliance merging into my own person because it was the only way I could function without um, feeling too much of what was going on or thinking mm. too much of the way that I would be without it. And mm. then that reliance obviously led to a re- to an addiction. But I'd say more a, a reliance. I felt I needed to do it to feel normal in, in so many words mm. and not have to deal with my own problems, which I had no idea Yes. It was just like, it was the only way. Yeah. There was no other way of doing it. So what was the wake-up call, Wheels? What was the what was the moment that you reached and you, and you looked at yourself or you looked at your life and you went, you know what, this isn't working. I need to change this. One of the things we should say is we're calling them Wheels. Yes. <laughs> and there was a Wheeler, but it's called Wheels for short. So <laughs> it's just good to point that out to people listening. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Do we, have, <laughs> do we have four people in the studio? <laughs> So what was that moment in your life when you, you, you know, you, you looked at it and went, ah, I, I need to change something, something needs to shift? Oh, look, you know, in, in the middle of, the, of those years of um, heavily using, when when I would have periods where I would try and come clean, uh, obviously church, visiting church, even in my youth, I'd have a taste of church, so I'd go to youth groups, or mm. uh, I lived with a Christian family for a couple of years as okay. well, because things were just too bad at home at one stage, mm-hmm. and from there I, I got that, what you would probably say, the first tasting that God was good, so then that was the first time I'd encountered something different mm. yeah. uh, in a powerful way, and, and, uh, and I loved it because it was free. In the presence of God and discovering that was great but in reality after living with him for a couple of years I came back home and then I slowly started dwindling back into my mm. old life again mm. uh, so uh, having that in the in the background that there was something in me that knew that there was something better for me but to, to attain that that was the challenge yeah. mm. so yeah. all of a sudden you had this light 
shining into your world that you didn't understand and couldn't rationalize, but you knew it was a good thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Yeah, I knew that this was a piece that was something different and a joy and a happiness that mm. I'd never felt before. Yeah, um, that's great. Outside of being on something. That so this was when you were living with the the family. Yeah, yeah. You started going to church, and that was the moment. That was the turnaround for you. That was the f- first experience yeah. of something different out there. Yeah, uh, that didn't need to be um, on some kind of substance to feel, and that, and that was encountering God wow. for the first time. And That's things great. were that bad that yeah, literally, I, God had to uproot me. Well, I see it now as God doing it, but mm. had to uproot me from home. And the first thing is, as a Christian guy that I met and his wife, and they took me in. I lived with them for a couple of years, so it was all church. It was mm. all devotionals. It was all mm. so I had that that real immersion in, um, in in the things of God and church life and community mm. and that was the first real experience of something possibly that was a hope for me yes uh, and then and then yeah, that was in my early 20s and then I came back and probably the next eight years I really struggled in and out of church and just continuing to be addicted but mm. always had that first hand experience dwelling in the back of my mm. in my heart somewhere knowing that yeah. there was there was a hope if I could mm. just get this right somehow there mm. was a chance for me to um, wow. To find some kind of freedom, because you know it says you taste, you taste God and know He's good, and it was just that taste that I had, but it mm. was just trying to outwork yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, through through the things that I had been medicating on for my whole life, mm. and how I was gonna be able to, but I knew there was there was a hope for the first time. There mm. was actually a hope. Yeah. So yeah. what was it that drove? What was the next phase you went through in your life? Uh, so leading into before coming to Australia, so I've been here for about six to seven years. Uh, I was still heavily uh, on drugs. Even uh, um, a friend of mine who uh, I had made plans to uh, come to Australia, and um, and something in me. Uh, even though I was still on stuff, knew that this could be my chance to mm, yeah. get away from 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 this thing that I'd wanted to separate from, but mm. I was just unable to figure it out. And so, um, coming to Australia, and the first thing that came to my mind was um, was uh, well, I used to grow up um, and early hours of the morning in New Zealand, about five thirty, Brian Houston be on the TV, mm. uh, and I went to a church with a pastor by the name of Paul Jong, uh, oh, yeah. Christian Life Centre, New Zealand. Yeah. So I kind of like knew that that. Kind of circle, and that was the first thing in, in regards to connection yeah. that I thought, oh, and so when I came to Brisbane, that was a Garden City, um, yeah. Hillsong was. Uh, was the closest hill song that there was, and that mm. weekend when I'd landed mm. uh, in 2014, that very weekend I, wow. I started going. That's first Sunday, and this wow, wow, good on you, man. Yeah, that was yeah, went clean completely. Wow, wow. clean, yeah. gone. What was that experience? I mean, what was that decision process? It said, you know, I'm, I'm reliant on drugs. I've come to church. Drugs are gone. I think tasting God and knowing that He was really good, uh, I was hungry to know that there was yeah. more. Yeah. And and I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired over a mm. ten year block yeah. of mm. just going to church for a bit and trying to get myself to go but never quite good. But I just knew God was so good, and I just yeah. I knew I had, but I had to get over this thing somehow. Mm. Uh, and then and then and then yeah, when I came here because I was out in that environment um, mm. and I was I'd already made up my heart. And I was like you know God I um I and it just went cold turkey. He took it. And I just knew the only way wow. to keep the source plugged in was to plant wow. it to church immediately. Right. 
and then thus started the journey yeah. uh, with Hillsong. Let's just revisit your family for a moment because you've just left your family back in New Zealand and come on this random journey to go over to Australia. You've just gone to church. You've, you've now got free of drugs. What was the relationship like then with your family when you first landed here? Did they understand that? Were they annoyed with you for leaving? Could they, could they understand that you needed a change? What was their reaction to this? Because for a lot of us, you know, mm. uh, the, the reason I ask the question is a lot of us, we find this journey and, and we're so thrilled about it, but some of our closest people and family can really struggle with that because all of a sudden we're this new person or we're this different person and they don't understand. Yeah. Um, I, 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 to be honest, I think my, my family, um, I've always been an out-of-home, I've always been independent, and, and uh, you know, in the state that I was in New Zealand, I think my family was like, well, hopefully there's something better for him going mm. to Australia. Right. Mm. Uh, so I think quietly they were just, you know, fingers crossed that I would yeah. get, get myself a bit, bit more together because mm. uh, they knew I was in the same sort of state, really, when I had left. Yeah. Um, so I think mum was just praying for me, I reckon, and mm. uh, my family was hoping the best for me. So they were they were hoping they were hoping that yeah, good. Um, things were going to change somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. So then, tell us about your your early journey of faith, then, because obviously you've you've come over, you've had this radical, I suppose, uh, transformation mm. in the fact that you no longer feel like you need to use drugs. For a lot of people, they don't have that. Like they, it's a journey that they they kind of you know over a period of time. But you've had this amazing experience. Then, tell us a bit more about I suppose the next few weeks and months as you journey through your faith and finding faith and allowing God to do more work in you. What was what was that like? What was that journey like for you? That was probably the most beautiful part of the journey. Uh, the early days with God when I'd finally uh, let go of those uh, habits that I was. Uh, uh, I just couldn't shake, and then getting planted at the church, the, the 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 love of God that I experienced, uh, and just the presence of His comfort and um, the, that immensity was just an amazing introduction to a deep going deeper with God and mm. experiencing Him in a deeper, deeper way, uh, and. And yeah, like that man that found that treasure, um, I sold everything and just brought that land. Uh, and I was, wow, just amazed at who this God was. I'd never known just how loving he was in his Holy Spirit and how much by his by his Spirit he was just ministering to me just deeply about my, the deep parts that I could never unravel mm. once I'd given him that chance to really love me. Mm. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah. That's mm. put really well. That's really cool. And how has that then affected your relationships here? But I'm going to bring it back to family as well. Has there been restoration and forgiveness with your family? Like how, how does that relationship dynamic fit now that you've been on this journey? Oh, amazing. God has just unraveled everything in me. Uh, that needed loving on and that needed understanding towards uh, confusions of emotions and the way that I was and things that weren't even my fault. Mm. The way that I'd brought up and the reason why I felt the way I felt, the Holy Spirit just over time just compartmentalized them and just dealt with them slowly and just loved me back into this person that was just healthier and fresher. Mm. And from that perspective, I, I realized I just loved my family at a bit. My mom, my dad, I was just grateful for them. I could see all the good things that had done everything that i i i was angry and dissatisfied about uh i was just grateful for everything my whole attitude to change i was no longer angry 
um, towards anything. Mm. I, I, I finally understood, even with my dad, from man to man, I was grateful for everything he did. And every, every, everything everything that was going on, even, all my anger towards anyone, even my mom, everyone that I thought was the reason why I was so unable to get myself together and was so broken. Uh, instead, I, I was just grateful and just thankful for everything that I had wow. done. And mm. I just love them, love them so much. I'm yeah. just so grateful for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. We're going to end with five quick questions. And, um, you know, this is a part, I suppose, that, that guys can maybe relate to in the fact that you're going to give them some keys here. And this might be stuff that they can learn and take away from your story overall. Um, so question one is, what is one of the key things that you've learned through your journey, do you think? As a man, just stay planted. You know, please stay planted in a healthy church and just that intimacy with God just allow him to just love you and just be open with him just be open with him in mm. your own self in your own space in your own time and, mm. and just let his Holy Spirit nurse you back mm. yeah to health so the uh, second question is when you look back at your life and all the things you've been through what are you most grateful for? Oh, look, I know it's cliche, but I, I truly am grateful for the mercy of God. I yeah. truly, truly am grateful for His kindness towards me. Yeah. Uh, and um, there's just nothing else I could be ever be more grateful for because of what I've been through and, and what He saved me from. How have your family reacted to you and your new faith? My family couldn't be happier, I suppose, just because of the person I am towards them now um, and just the difference in, in what comes out of my mouth and yeah. um, just how I am. Um, you know, they couldn't be happier. What would you have done differently? To be honest, nothing. I wouldn't change anything now on this end. I'm grateful for God's mercy and how he's, he's healed me and restored me and it's, and it's my story that and my ability to be able to go, hey, I get it, mm. uh, especially for other men. Uh, hey, I, I understand, or anyone really. Mm. Um, but there is a way, there is a hope, there is a God that loves you that can restore you and make make all things new. So I wouldn't, I I don't, I wouldn't change anything because I know that God has been able to un- overcome all those things, and I can use those things to help someone. Final thought and final piece of advice that you can give to men listening right now. Yeah, God loves you, man where you are he loves you for who you are he loves you where you are and you know I've experienced a side of God that is is so real and so true he loves you to pieces he absolutely absolutely loves you he adores you he he he, he understands you our special guest Luila Tautongi uh, and it's been an amazing story, an amazing journey, and it's been a joy and a pleasure having you in the studio. Thank you so much for sharing your story and uh, being with us for Momentum, man. Thanks, Des. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks guys. Good. For more information, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org.